This episode of Make Your Pitch is brought to you by BET. As a business owner, have you ever asked, uh, how is my business ensuring profitability and sustainability? Uh, or does my business drive its growth and agenda through a defined strategy? Maybe also, is there a performance management system in place? If you hesitated to answer any of these questions, you need to take a look at the Business Enabling Toolbox, BET. To find out more about BET, check the show notes of this episode. This is Make Your Pitch. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. Together, we chat with entrepreneurs with great ideas, looking for investors to back their vision. We want to be sure investors are there as well as to find the next big hit. So let's get started. All right. I want to welcome everybody to this episode of Make Your Pitch. All of you know, have been following our episodes for so many months now, you know exactly what we're about. We're about putting very, very talented people that are looking for investments in front of investors, as well as experts from time to time. But more importantly, I've even had recently, I had one of our past contestants that contestants, listen to that, our guests, pardon me, our guests come and actually texted me and said, you know, I really enjoy watching the episodes because I learned so much from the other folks who are actually presenting themselves. And I really thought that was a, that was a great statement for, for him to have made on behalf of the Make Your Pitch podcast. I'm Christopher Knight. And I am Ellen J. Harris. You're not the uh, talented and inimitable or anything else today? What, what is that? That's kind of a, that, you know, you, you give a better presentation than that. Come on now. Coming to you from the beautiful Hudson Valley in the state of New York. There you go. All right. Now we're on top of things. <laughs> Ellen, I understand uh, that you have a, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about our guest today, Alvin Sun. Go right ahead. Paul, I, would I would be happy to. Alvin Sun is CEO at Aura Brands, currently working to provide organizations with better protection, better comfort, and better breathability with their innovative personal protective equipment masks, which are proudly made in the USA. If you wanted to have a chat about how Alvin can help you create a better work environment for your team, then drop him an email at alvin at auramasks.com. He has also held a premier residential redeveloper and real estate investor operating in California and parts of the Midwest. He is a graduate of UC Berkeley with a degree in political economy. Okay, Christopher. That's a mouthful right there, isn't it? I, you it know, is. I, I'm trying to figure out what word I, did I miss. I wonder what he did in his spare time. You know, that, uh, <laughs> that would be the question I would probably ask maybe later on. But right now, we're not going to ask those questions because we want uh, Alvin to tell us all about his company and how it can help people. Alvin, the ball is in your court. Perfect. Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Ellen, for inviting me here today to speak on your podcast. It's uh, truly an honor. 
Um, yeah, so I, my name is Albin. I am the CEO of Aura Brands, and we are dedicated to creating uh, sustainable, eco-friendly uh, PPE, specifically face masks made here in the US. Um, the technology behind our masks was born from a material science research company, uh, Viax, that came from a UC Berkeley accelerator and later on into an indie bio cohort. Um, we have been focused on developing eco-friendly everyday products uh, in filtration, specifically in filtration products. So that is with air and water filtration. Um, when the pandemic came uh, early last year, we had an opportunity to incorporate some of our technology into creating a better product um, to service the, the, the demand of face masks uh, from last year. You know, we saw the huge disruption in the supply chain, uh, both on the medical field and on the consumer end, um, something that we've always coveted as world-class here in America. We saw that disrupted greatly and that there is a huge issue to get quality products and uh, quality information out there uh, last year. You know, people were getting a lot of different mixed messages. What should we be wearing? What should we be doing to protect ourselves um, from this virus? Um, we were able to do, bring, bring a, market, a product to market largely through uh, a Kickstarter uh, uh, online platform and really build out a brand and a presence last year. Uh, fast forward to right now, we, due to the success that we've seen on the consumer end with our online market, um, we are doubling down on our production, our capability to produce single use disposables using the same filter technology. And our, and we're, our goal is to really introduce our tech, which is more efficient at the filtration, uh, more breathable and more lightweight than your average N95 respirator that you see in hospitals and et cetera. So our mission right now is to really build out our capability to um, produce these N99 masks and provide them to all the markets and the consumer market um, that is in need of these products. Uh... You've developed this over a period of time. What is the development process? Why is yours uh, different from anybody else's? Uh, uh, is it a disruptive product or is it one that's, that you've uh, engineered that just is a tad bit better? Tell me, tell me a little bit of why it's different. Sure. So, yes, this is a... Um, when, when COVID came out, we saw like a huge influx of a lot of mass, face, face mask products. Um, what really allows us to stand above the crowd is we, um, we're scientists at our heart, essentially, at least the founder of the company, um, when we designed this product with the technology, with the efficacy in mind, um, it wasn't just another cutesy product that you can put over the face and cover and fulfill a, uh, a requirement to be able to enter buildings or to be able to move around freely. But uh, we, what we wanted to do is really create the best product out there. And uh, we believe we had that with the technology that we have. Um, the material and the way that it is woven allows for 99% filtration of airborne particles, uh, whereas the standard N95 is only filtering out um, 
larger particles at a 95% efficiency. Uh, the reasoning for that is, you know, the traditional respirator, the N95 is what, what we consider the gold standard these days. Those weren't developed with a consumer, um, consumer use in mind. You know, these were, these were developed back in the 1900s, uh, early 1900s for chemical warfare, for industrial work, for medical work. And it wasn't really designed with an idea of uh, everyday uh, American, an everyday uh, person wearing it throughout the day, whether it's in the office or out, out, out in public. Um, so on that end, you know, there wasn't much design or thought in terms of the usability or the comfort of everyday use. So we developed, we, we thought that there was a huge opportunity to be able to innovate upon uh, decades old design and bring out something better for the consumer and for the traditional industrial commercial applications as well. Okay. One of the go ahead. I'm sorry, Ellen, please go ahead. <laughs> okay. I was going to say one of the first things I noticed about your mask is that it's stylish. Okay. It doesn't mm -hmm. sit on the nose like current masks do. There mm -hmm. seems to be uh, something inside that helps it sit up off of the nose so that you're able to breathe while you're still wearing the mask. Was that purposeful in your designing? Yeah, so every part of it uh, was done, designed for the purpose of um, having an efficient mask without sacrificing the aesthetic and the comfort. The idea is that this is a mask that you will be able to wear throughout the day without feeling the need to adjust or uh, Play around with it because it's uncomfortable. So the nose bridge, um, we have a medical grade nose bridge in the top of the mask so that it will hold it to a contoured fit to your face. However, um, it is put behind a mesh layer so that it's not uncomfortable like pinching against your nose throughout the day. Okay. Christopher? Have you had any, uh, oh, a testing done as far as its uh, uh, reliability, its percentage, uh, uh, do you have any real real life testing uh, from a lab or anything at this point? Sure. So we've had some independent testing uh, from uh, third party testing uh, from labs such as Nelson Lab, Intratech, and so we have the we've put them through the ringer. Essentially, you know, we send we've had samples. Um, um, tested on, destroyed, and just uh, put, through, put through a lot of rigorous tests. Uh, we are currently undergoing certifications uh, with NIOSH and FDA, and we're confident that we will be able to, to fulfill the requirements to get the certifications of the N95. Um, it's just a matter of the, going through the red tape and going through the process. Currently, the CDC, the FDA, they're all They've all been notoriously slow in the process, and with the uh, crisis of last year, um, it just adds a few more months in the process. However, fortunately, we are able to sell these more regulated products uh, under what's called the EUA, an emergency use authorization, which is um, what was announced and what was uh, declared uh, early last year, and that allows uh, a lot of mass products to be introduced to the market. 
Um, unfortunately, you also have a lot of bad actors, which have made it difficult for a more legitimate enterprise to really uh, saturate the market. However, that's the case with any um, crisis, so to speak. Well, I, I often wonder, not, not often wonder, but I wonder when we're talking about this type of product, of course, there's a, uh, uh, there's a lessening demand in the general population. Mm -hmm. And so uh, how's that going to affect your sales, uh, your sales projections? Uh, have, you, have you decided which direction to take it in order to maintain profitability? Sure. So understandably, you know, with uh, increased vaccinations throughout the world, there will be a lessening of demand. However, we still foresee that for the next couple of years, there will still be uh, an inflated demand for face masks, uh, you know, uh, when and I think there's a larger consumer awareness in terms of air filtration, air quality, um, and that will still be here. Like there, that will still be the case um, after the worst has passed. You know, uh, people going on air travel, um, there will probably be a need for or a want, a demand for. Uh, protection while in these enclosed spaces, because if it's not COVID, there's always going to be something that um, that is out there. <laughs> that's just the nature of, that's just the reality of the world. You know, um, we've seen in the past decade that there has been multiple um, diseases, although not any as impactful or as uh, harmful in terms of like the global scale as COVID, but you've seen for the last year, you know, Zika, uh, um, um, H1N1, uh, SARS, there has always been harmful, um, there has always been a need for this kind of protection, and especially in certain areas such as traveling, air travel, um, I do not foresee that, that those requirements will go away, even if the general population, like you don't have to be wearing one to be outside or to be in enclosed bases. I still see that there will be a huge demand in that respect. Uh, that being said, you know, we are, as I mentioned, we were not originally a mass company, right? We, we were a science, a research de development company, and we just so happened with the timing of our first launch uh, to release this mass product. That being said, we're committed to being the best, best mask product there is out there. Um, one of the products that we are excited to continue to work on and to launch in the near future is our biodegradable biopolymer uh, plastics, which has huge applications in the food and the packaging industry. Um, that was something that we were very excited and very close to launching prior to COVID, um, which forced us to make a bit of a shift in our go-to-market strategy. Um, you know, but we are excited to continue to fund and redevelop our research and development side to develop this biopolymer plastic, which we will plan to also incorporate within our own product line and uh, make an effort towards our sustainability mission of creating a zero waste product. Let's pause for a moment so we can hear from our sponsor for this episode. I have just set up our customer relation management system using CRM Engine not just for its many options, but because its price is well below that of the big boys. 
the CRM Engine team set up all that we needed to keep track of our contacts, including those who are scheduled to pitch, our investors, and strategic partners. We now know when we met, what was said, when to follow up, and includes an auto email system to stay in touch timely. It keeps us focused on what makes Maker Pitch what it is, the people. So to learn how to keep your business in touch with your clients using CRM Engine, go to the show notes of this episode. Well, you know, I can see it, it as uh, Ellen was talking about your background and so forth. I, I assume it's not in science, right? That's correct. Yeah. So the founder of company and my business partner in Aura Brands, uh, she comes from a science background. She has a master's in material science. Uh, from UC Berkeley, and she was the founder of Orbans and Vice Technologies, which is the research and development arm of the current venture. Okay, and uh, who else is on your team right now, uh, Alvin? Sure, so currently it's Vivian and myself. Um, we have built out our manufacturing ca capacity here in Nevada, and so we've uh, built out an engineering staff and team as well to manufacture and fulfill our mask orders. Um, and right now we have a team of about eight people and that's spread out between the engineering, the manufacturing, uh, marketing and sales and just uh, administrative stuff. Okay. Now, with that being said, now we just move over into, uh, uh, are you pre or post revenue right now? We are uh, post-revenue. So um, a lot of last year, we've been focused on doing a lot of the research and development um, in terms of the product design. And we have um, were able to do a couple hundred thousand in sales uh, last year on our consumer product alone. Uh, this year, we're continuing that trend of uh, strong demand for our consumer product while also introducing our disposable products, which we, we believe will have a lot of uh, higher demand and application in more traditional industries, as I mentioned, that have used PPE in the past and are interested in a better alternative. Uh, so you have your construction companies, hospitality uh, and food packaging industry. Those are our current customers um, in, those, in, in the commercial space. Now, Alvin, for people who are just becoming familiar with Aura Brand, on your website, you uh, show the mass structure and the design of it. My question is, um, what happens when a person comes to the website and they're interested in investing or purchasing a mask? So, and that's something that we should probably add on to our website as well. Uh, but you can reach out to me directly. Um, Ellen, as you mentioned before, my email is alvin at auramasks or at aurabrands.com. And happy to have the conversation um, to be a part of the team and join our efforts here. Okay, good. Um, uh, it's, it's a unique construction that your company has created. What other things are in your pipeline that you can talk about? Sure. Um, as I mentioned before, we are largely uh, eco-friendly uh, green tech filtration company at our at its core, and um, on in that direction, we are 
excited to be working on a fully compostable uh, face mask product. Obviously, that isn't something that's going to be used in uh, medical or um, more, more industrial settings. However, for a very socially conscious, environmentally conscious um, consumer, you know, this is what we're very excited to offer this product in the near future. You know, um, with the increase of usage of face masks in the past year, we see that all over the place. You know, you see that in our parks, you see that in our oceans. Um, there's a huge impact in the plastics and other harmful polymers out in our environment. Uh, we're hoping to use some of our material, proprietary milk to material to create a, a safe um, and effective mask that can also be biodegradable and uh, compostable. So after someone is done using it, they can you dispose of it properly and basically it'll go back into the earth um, where it came from, essentially. Wow, interesting. Uh, how long have you um, been in this field without having a science degree? So in terms of this, uh, in terms of manufacturing this space, uh, it's been about a year. You know, um, previously my business partner brought me in uh, to operate beyond more of the operational and the finance and to run the day-to-day -day mechanisms of the company. So that was sort of my background in my previous career and what I'm working on to continue to grow the business in that sense. Okay, all right. Do you have any, um, well, I know you must, sales projections on what you think uh, the masks will bring in terms of revenue in the next year? Yeah, so we've set a goal to sell um, 5 million masks this year. And we think with our current projection, uh, we will be able to hit that in terms of production and sales. Um, our short-term goal is to be able to achieve um, a quarter million uh, in sales, uh, selling a quarter million masks a month um, by beginning of Q3. So that's currently what we're targeting for and aiming to achieve. Now, when you said uh, the masks are uh, uh, contoured to the face, I immediately thought of people who do gardening or people who are uh, susceptible to allergies like pollen mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. And it seems like your mask would fit that uh, solution for people who have allergies. Yes, um, and obviously, you know, it's a, it was designed with the idea of having having the effectiveness without sacrificing the comfort and the aesthetic, as I mentioned before. And additionally too, the way that most masks are designed or woven, it does not really filter out many parts. Well, it would probably be effective enough to filter out most like uh, pollens or larger particles such as that. But what's great about what we have done is we have a non-woven material that will do what's called surface filtration meaning it will be blocking any incoming har potential harmful particles from entering or coming in through the mask. Um, you know, a lot of the guidance that we have been receiving um, is that these ma um, the mask mandate isn't so much to protect the mask wearer in terms of, you know, these masks are designed to stop viral particles. Um, it's more to prevent the mask wearer from transmitting 
through coughing or like sneezing um, part of harmful particles into the, their environment, into people they're associated with. Um, what we have created with the nonwoven uh, build is that it is filtering it at the surface so that the harmful particles are not coming in and affecting the mask wearer. Interesting. Uh, uh, what's on the horizon for your company? Well, currently, you know, we're working on building out our manufacturing capability and our sales channels through um, to these companies so that we can provide people with a safe alternative, safe option to get back to work, essentially. And again, once we get our research and development back in full gear, we are looking to continue to build out the compostable products and find different applications for our technology. You know, this uh, filter tech is also has great applications in HVAC and um, uh, home filtration as well. So we're exploring some options of incorporating our filters into an HVAC product. Um, additionally, uh, we are also working on some water filtration technology that we will probably be exploring more further down the line. That's a quite a mix of products. Uh, and of course, I think when we talked the first time, my, uh, my suggestion was, uh, can you make grocery bags, plastic grocery bags with your biodegradable products? So, you know, when you decide to do that, let me know. I'll be happy to be your representative. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I mean, like I said, with uh, bio, biodegradable plastic, biopolymer plastic, um, there's multiple applications in multiple industries. So we're really excited to um, dedicate our efforts to building that out um, in the near future. Right now, you're, uh, you're asking for what now? What do, you, what do you want to, what do you need? What's your ask? Sure. So currently we are bootstrapping our company with the sales that we have made thus far. Basically every dollar is going back in the company. However, as you may know, building out, uh, this isn't like an e-commerce store or uh, a very lean company that you see some um, newer entrepreneurs essentially develop. We're building out a manufacturing operation and that has a lot of, uh, it's an expensive prospect essentially. However, you know, I'm very excited about the technology that we have and the initiatives that we are driving, you know, being able to re rebuild our uh, domestic supply chain here in the U.S. You know, we were able to um, manufacture product um, and um, create efficiencies in the supply chain here in the U.S. to so that, you know, we're never going to be caught in a situation as last year where we weren't able to get the goods that we need, you know. Um, coming from a real estate background, I've also seen it impacted in the cost of material um, in the past year. You know, lumber prices have gone up 200%, and um, you're continuing to see that across the board um, due to the challenges in the global supply chain uh, from the pandemic last year. Um, I'm, I'm digressing a little bit, but I'm sort of touching a little bit on my motivation and what Inside, inside, excited me about working with this opportunity with my business partner in this mass product, in this uh, manufacturing project as a whole. Okay, but you didn't, you didn't talk numbers with me though. I need to know the numbers <laughs> and uh, what's in it for them and what are you gonna spend it on? Gotcha. 
So we are currently raising about a million, uh, 1.5 million. And what that will do is that will allow us to continue to build out our sales and marketing to put our message out there to build brand awareness and um, to increase our sales channels. Uh, part of it will be dedicated towards our manufacturing capability. Uh, we have some equipment that we have on hand that we're looking to acquire that will bring down our cost of goods if we are able to bring our supply chain fully in-house, vertically integrated in-house. Uh, we're looking to decrease our cost of goods by half and that requires a substantial capital um, investment in the beginning, but however, that will allow us to achieve our revenue goals earlier in the year. And additionally, as I mentioned in the past, we are looking to uh, jumpstart our research and development division to be able to introduce new product, cool product lines um, to for the company. Okay, and your uh, your investment is structured how? Um, we are currently using a, a safe note or a convertible note um, based on our current evaluation. Okay, and your current evaluation is what? Uh... We are currently evaluating it based off of our previous um, pre-seed angel investment round at uh, 5.5 million. Okay, all right. And we think that's a discounted valuation rate. Um, it's just currently, uh, it's early stage discounted valuation cap. All right, very good, very good. All right, uh, Ellen? Anything there from your side? No, I, I like the company. I like the product. And uh, I think they have an interesting future ahead. Yeah, I, I, I agree too. That because of the diversity of the product area, although it falls in the same basic uh, categories, it's a very uh, diverse uh, selection of various types of things that they can do with the same type of uh, technology. Now, yeah. uh, Alvin, is there anything you'd like to say to the investors before we close out this episode of Make Your Pitch? Anything you'd like to say to them that you think will make them want to take a closer look? Yeah, um, I think we're in a great space um, here with the manufacturing uh, masks here in the U.S. You know, there's a lot of cool things that we're doing here with our product. Um, and we believe that it truly has the opportunity to really disrupt a very archaic uh, industrial sector. And with that, there's a lot of opportunity um, once we get the, the word out, essentially, that there is a better alternative to what's currently, currently the gold standard. And we are looking to replace and disrupt that um, in many places, more places than one. And we are very excited for the opportunity to build this operation here in the US and remain competitive to do automation, uh, supply chain efficiencies, and uh, just continue to innovate on a superior product. So that's very, that. very, very good. Very good. You know, there are, as we, as we wrap up this episode, Alvin, thank you so much for being a part of uh, Maker Pitch. We appreciate you joining us and spending some time with us and uh, telling us about what you have going on because it is, it is a disruptive product. And Ellen and I love disruptive products. So thank you for being a part of this podcast today, Alvin. Thank you so much. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Ellen. Have a good one. You too.
Well, you know, just as we've been talking about, this is certainly a, uh, certainly a worthy, worthy company. It, it's, uh, it's touching on a lot of the, uh, the uh, sore points that are going on in the country right now with uh, PPE and the availability of PPE and the future of uh, that business. And of course, as that demand in the, the general public goes down, then of course, you've got uh, the hospitals. Of course, that's a tough road to hoe because there's so many people in that space that are in, entrenched entirely. And, and I'm sure Alvin knows that. And he, but he can, he can go around and, and get into other areas that would totally change that up without a problem. So we're very glad to have had Alvin on today talking about his products and his future vision. Uh, as always, we say before we close. Be definitive when you make your pitch. Absolutely. Thanks all for being here on this episode to Make Your Pitch. Join us every Thursday for a new episode. We will talk to all of you soon. If you enjoyed today's episode of Make Your Pitch, go smash the subscription button. And if you want, leave us a five-star review. If you think you have what it takes to be on one of our episodes, contact us by going to the show notes to learn how. But most of all, be with us again next week for another episode of Make Your Pitch.